You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number 44, Invitations. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life and give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. It is the last weekend in April, and I am recording this from Tornado Alley here in Central Texas. We've had two separate storms recently, both with tornadoes, this month, which is unusual for the area. Do you ever have those times when your mind is like so worked up about something? You're on edge, it's spinning around and around about the same thing, replaying conversations, building up anger and frustration. Yeah, you know those? Like lots of energy that just goes nowhere and it circles around. Kind of like a tornado of the mind. I know you know these because you tell me about them. (laughs) And I tell you about them and it's something that we share in common. So whether the tornadoes are around you or within your mind, either way, welcome to this episode. We're actually taking a new turn today, new territory, and we're going to talk about invitations specifically inviting others into our experience or asking to be invited into theirs. And let's start with the definition. To invite means to request the presence of participation in a kindly, courteous, or complimentary way. To call forth or to give an occasion for. So I'm a smart woman and I often think that I got it. And at some point I learned that on some things, I didn't have it and I wasn't even close. And this is one of those things. So inviting others into my experience, boy, that is something that I am just now starting to learn. Like seriously, this is all new, new uncharted territory. How about you? How's your experience been? Do you naturally share your experience with others? Do you invite others in? And here's a question. So what happens within you with the following? You invite somebody to something and they say yes. What happens to you or for you? What if they say no? Or you ask somebody if you can share their journey or offer help of some capacity and they say yes. What does that do to you or for you? And how about if they say no? The answers, your answers to these questions, that can really illuminate the areas of your mind that may be a little darker cluttered, which really means that we have a lot in common. Craig and I were recently at a coffee shop and a young woman overheard us talking about pharmacy students and pharmacy school. I can't remember if I've shared this particular conversation with you or not. I've thought about it a lot since that day. So she started asking questions about it, about our conversation, and then about us, because we have traveled a path that she is considering. And she's going to graduate college soon, dreams of going to pharmacy school, but either hasn't applied or hasn't been accepted. 
and she shared a few challenges in her life, what she thinks is holding her back and what her plans are for the next 10 years, both to get to and then to get through pharmacy school. So she would ask a question, listen for a bit, and then tell us why she was different. When I responded that the path she outlined was incredibly difficult, she told me why it's going to work. And she didn't invite us in. Here's why I think she didn't invite us. We weren't buying what she was selling, and it created a defensive mode, a protective mode. We also weren't affirming that her plan was going to work, and I think it must have felt very personal to her. Because most people, so imagine you're a college student and you tell somebody you want to be a pharmacist or a doctor or a lawyer or, or some profession that requires professional school, competitive, demanding professional school. Most people will ooh and ah, oh, that's amazing, oh, that's incredible, oh, I'm so proud of you, but I'm not most people. And I've done things so the hard way, sometimes the nearly impossible way, sometimes the impossible way, and it never happened. I've done it. And I've gotten really good at calling it out in myself, recognizing when I'm doing it, or when my mind starts to go down that road, and calling it out for others. I'd like to think in a way that's helpful for others, but I really don't know how it's received. So sharing our experiences really must have brought up doubt for her and perhaps touched on fear, and maybe even stirred up some shame within her about her situation. If I had to guess, she's probably a first-generation college student and really hasn't had the role models to challenge her thinking, guide her on a path, especially a path where she is continually setting herself up for success. Because the path she presented, it wasn't doing that, or the potential for doing that was incredibly low. So unfortunately, we walked away from that conversation, we being Craig and I, just unsatisfied. There was a lot of potential on where the conversation could have gone, but it required an invitation and there was not one. I've been a non-inviter, a non-sharer, without realizing why for most of my life until now. And it's pretty simple. It was uncomfortable. Yep, uncomfortable to stand out, to want something that I didn't think I could have or get or be or wanting something that I thought others might laugh at me about or label me as, such as a self-help junkie, because I am. (laughs) Or admitting that I didn't set myself up for success and I was terrified that it was too late and ashamed about it. So people were not invited in. Or if they were, it was a partial invite such as when there was something to celebrate or something that looked like it could be positive in the future, the partial invite. And it's because I didn't have a belief that others would want to support me or that I'm worthy of supporting or that others may in fact be thrilled to provide their support or even consider it an honor, the things I didn't see. Can you see that mindset though? The mindset of why we ask the questions we do or don't ask the questions we want to know, especially the ones that are really important and kind of scary. So doctors often get those doorknob questions, meaning everything's been wrapped up about the encounter. It's just about time to walk out of the exam room. And there's an, oh, by the way. Do you ever wonder why those deep, 
meaningful or scary questions come right at the end, like when there's about 10 seconds left. (laughs) It sounds something like this. Yeah, you know, Doc, I've been waking up at 3 in the morning with chest pain the past few nights. This morning it went up to my jaw. I was nauseous and sweating. That's no big deal, right? It's probably heartburn. You can imagine the doctor's expression from that description, especially thinking back to the 20 minutes that may have just been spent talking about something trivial. Can you see that this is a partial invitation, like very, very little invitation and probably based on fear? So to invite others in, it means allowing the fear and the doubt and the uncertainty and the shame, there I said it, shame, and any other emotion to be present but not be in control. Or maybe the door to those emotions is open They can come in, but there's no room for them to sit down or to stay at the party. I was sitting with our clinic team and discussing this summer and plans for this summer and mentioned that I'm going to be building my mindset coaching business even farther. Here's the response from a few of the members. What? What do you do? You have a podcast? Are you kidding? Hmm. I've really not invited others fully in this area. This is an area for growth, I said, laughing at myself. I'm 10 months into podcasting, and this happened today. (laughs) There's a quote that's often said, it's an African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And in the past, I wanted to go fast, and if it didn't work, I wanted to be alone to basically lick my wounds. Hide all the emotions, sit in shame, be all alone. Nobody else had to know. Amazingly, I married a man who didn't buy into it, like none of it. He believes in going together, back then and now. And together we've traveled an amazing journey. I will tell you that the inspiration for this episode is the realization that we could only travel so far together. And that for our journey to continue, for us to up-level our lives, It's really going to require traveling with others. And that starts by inviting them in or by requesting that they invite us in, which requires risk, emotional exposure, uncertainty, not controlling the outcome, and believing stronger, believing harder, and with certainty, believing that this journey is barely even started. There's so much more waiting, more opening up, and it all matters. And that it's so much bigger than who I am or who we are. And that people are hurting and waiting and stuck and continuing the same patterns because they don't know, because they haven't heard, because they can't identify, because nobody's risking standing up and standing out and being too much. And it's sharing that my holdup has been self-judgment and maybe somebody else's is too. It's also sharing my new belief system. That self-help junkie, that's a compliment. Invitations to others, here's what it means. Shedding the stories. The stories like, I don't fit in. That's a default story. It's a failure if it doesn't work out. I have to be perfect. Hmm, getting rid of those stories. That sounds like freedom. The invitations mean that I have to work through doubt. 
and accept it. Allow it to be present. Stop fighting it. And to clarify what I want, what I'm open to, and maintain an attitude and a spirit of learning. That's extending an invitation for others to come in. How about extending invitations to others for us to get closer to them, to be invited into their experience? That seems so easy, right? Just ask. But let's take it a little deeper. For that to be effective, it has to be in service to others, like on their terms, even if it's only a partial invite or a courtesy invite. You know, those invites that you get, I'm only asking because I'm supposed to, because so-and-so said, the courtesy invites. What this really means is not asking to be invited in because I think somebody needs me or they need to be fixed, but as a way to add value or show value. And those are entirely different things, right? Asking to be invited because we see a need versus asking because we see what we can fix or do. I had a patient recently who came in with a migraine and they came in for something very simple and administrative. And for those of you who experience migraines, you get it, right? The light, the sound sensitivity, it's like there's a train in your brain stabbing you, (laughs) blaring a bright light right in your eyes, creating all kinds of nausea. And if you've never had a migraine before, imagine being hit by a bus And then a train is coming at you with a big bright light. (laughs) So I requested the invite. How can I be helpful today? The need, the administrative need was presented. And I responded, is that it? Is there anything else? Would you like to talk about anything else? No, I think I'm fine. I've been doing this. I'm going to keep doing it. All right, but it looks like you're in a lot of pain. Do you want to explore that? No, I really just think I need to do this and this. Okay. I'm concerned if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same result. And it sounds like this has been going on quite a while and it's not serving you well. There are some medications that can help, that can solve the problem today. Is it okay if we talk about them? At that point, the invitation was accepted. You can see there's a number of steps to get to that point, right? Asking, re-asking, rephrasing, showing the value, or at least showing the potential. Not an easy process, but you know what it did? It built trust. It enhanced the relationship. It opened up a conversation. And I think the same thing occurs in personal relationships. I don't know that I would have been as persistent. Maybe. I'd like to think so if I could really see value to somebody else. You know what I had in the exam room? I had confidence. I could see the end result. I believed the end result. I could communicate it and I could do it in a different way and say, no, but you don't understand. This really can be fixed. No, but you're not seeing it. Oh, but look at this. Look at what this is serving you. So that's all confidence-based. I can do the same thing in my personal life and personal relationships too. Having confidence to serve and to continue rephrasing things in a way of service, showing the value and letting it be about the individual and what they're looking for or maybe what they 
cannot see, which could provide so much value, so many opportunities, or who knows what for another person. So opening doors, building trust, engaging a spirit of learning, and withholding judgment. Invitations, they have a lot of different forms. They can be as simple as saying good morning. That's inviting someone in. Introducing yourself, offering kindness in some capacity. They can be inquiring about something or sharing observations, sharing our own personal struggles, our imperfections, our fails, presenting value in some capacity, and sharing our dream or presenting a big picture. Those are all different forms of an invitation. I've been talking about having an 80s party for about a year now. (laughs) I share the idea quietly to a friend or another friend and receive a resounding response. That sounds amazing. Let's do it. How can we do it? Oh no, I've been sitting on it. Not inviting people to launch it or to think bigger. I kind of thought it was silly. I didn't know if people would be willing to pay for it. I didn't know if I wanted to pay for it. Like it'd be fun, but is it worth all that? It's going to be expensive. You see that mindset? Like I want it, but I don't really want it. (laughs) So the idea of it has been on hold for months. No invitations. And I've worked through my thinking on this and really the belief around it and have gotten to the point of saying, of course, this is going to be amazing. People are going to be so excited about the concept and all of the value. And the value is having an experience with the people that they care about in an environment that is conducive for fun. So of course the tickets are going to sell out. As a bonus, the proceeds are going to be donated locally. From this framework, it is easy to invite others. Starting with the organization that's going to receive a donation, what is it that they need or they're looking for? What amount would be significant for them or at least would make a difference? And then to some of the forward thinkers in our community and high achievers who can really make things happen, who can think beyond the immediate, who can see all the ways to add value and be creative so that we are maximizing the experience and we're maximizing what we're able to donate. Those people who could see that this is really a no-brainer and can get others excited about the experience who are going to bring their friends and will be in a community of like-minded individuals and make it a no-brainer. Of course people want to attend. They want to bring their friends. It's going to sell out. People have been waiting for this experience. So having a group that really sees that and gets that and shares that, and that's what's going to make this amazing. Not a partial, quiet invitation. A real invitation. Come, teach, share, grow with me, create something greater in this capacity. Let's build something amazing in a perfectly imperfect way. So holding back on invitations, that means we're holding on to the fear, the doubt, the uncertainty, and shame. That we're lacking the belief that whatever it is, it's not important enough to go through the molasses or the discomfort of growth and change. The other aspect about invitations that's really important is what we make it mean as people respond, either to the invitation for people to come closer to us or for us to get closer to them. 
So it's important that we have the same mindset regardless of what the answer is. If the answer is yes, great, let's move forward. If the answer is no, great, thank you for listening. Thank you for considering and letting it go from there and not making a personal thing. They didn't like me. They didn't like the way I said that. They didn't like the way I did that. This must be about last time. None of that. It's simply a no. And that's it. It's not personal. It doesn't mean anything except no. And who knows about the future? Too soon to tell. As we extend more invitations, as we grow in our comfort with the response, that's how we grow our lives. That's how we create the results that we want to see when we're not afraid of whatever the response is going to be. That we keep going. We keep fighting for what's important. We keep growing. We pick ourselves back up if we hit the ground and we keep moving forward. Because it's really about extending invitations, the right ones, to the right people at the right times. But until you send a whole bunch of them, you're not going to know who, what, when, or where the right people are going to be, the right time is going to be. It's a matter of just keep going, keep asking. And that's how you figure it out. You want to move your life from today to phenomenal, or you're already on that spectrum of phenomenal and you want to go a few steps farther, it's continuing to acknowledge the fear, doubt, uncertainty, and shame and maneuvering through it because each next step will bring up another version of it and it's making it okay. We all have it. It always comes up. It's our roadmark that we're on the right path and it's all going to be okay. I'm cheering for you. I am hoping that you're extending a lot of invitations, both to move your life, but also to share the experience with others. That will lead to more joy and fulfillment. I'm sending you all my best, a big high five, and I will see you next time. Are you ready for coaching? Ready for more in your life? Want to see what's possible? Then message me. At Facebook, Dina George MD Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you.